0: Believe in what's present, not trying to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive Receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it It right now. From the top of my head to the soles of my feet. The soles Soles of of my feet. We're so glad you're with us today for Jesus the Healer. We have been having such a good time. We invite you. Stay tuned in. Don't turn the channel. There's there's so much to hear and so much to learn. We've been teaching on the mind. And I tell you what, I'm so grateful that the Word helps us to know what a sound mind looks like. And, what a peaceful mind is and how a a peaceful mind responds. Amen. We've been taking as our golden text 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7 where Paul wrote to Timothy and he said, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he has given us power or we could say this anointing, authority. He's also given us love, the God kind of love. Not only that, he said he's also given us a sound mind. A sound mind is part of your inheritance in Christ. And he said he has given it to us, so you have it. Keep everything that isn't sound off of your sound mind. Amen. And so that's our privilege to do that. It's our our joy to do that. And so the Word tells us what right thinking is. Because... uh, when you renew your mind with the Word of God, you're taking on God's way of thinking, which is thoughts of the Word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, whenever, whenever we fail to renew our mind, we, we take in and we, we cooperate with wrong thoughts. Mm-hmm. And wrong thinking gives the enemy access. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, we're redeemed from the curse of the law, but don't give place to the devil through oh. wrong thinking. That's right. yeah. And that's why he's trying to get an entrance is through wrong thinking. But listen, uh, he can't get in if we won't take the thoughts he offers. Don't accept it. You gotta remember this, every thought that comes to your mind did not come from your mind. That's right. Because the devil will offer you and try to get you to accept wrong thoughts, but God will also speak to you. That which is in your spirit will float up and enlighten your mind. That's right. When God speaks to you these these words float up from your spirit and they carry peace with them they carry victory with them but when the devil speaks it comes from outside because the devil's not in your spirit the devil's not in your spirit now he can get attached to someone's mind and body if they listen to him but that if you're born again you don't have a demon in your spirit not possible because the holy ghost lives there he abides there and the devil and the holy ghost are not living in the same residence so in your spirit, you, if you're born again, there is no demon in your spirit. No, not right. possible. Like I said, he'll try to attach through your mind, mm-hmm. try to attach himself to your body. Mm-hmm. But the real you is not the mind or the body. The real you is your spirit. That's right. yes. And so the devil will speak things against the mind. It, his, his words will come from outside. Why? Because he's not in you. Definitely. His words will come from outside against the mind and they'll try to trouble you. Uh, you learn how to answer those thoughts. Yes. Don't accept them. Just because they come doesn't mean you have to accept it. You answer that with the Word of God and refuse to turn it over in your thought life. Hold your attention on the Word of God. Hold your attention on what God says. Amen? So we've been talking about something that the Spirit of God told us in a service years ago. The Spirit of God said to me, there's three ways that a, a Christian, a believer, three primary ways, not the only ways, but three primary ways that Christians can open the door to the enemy. You're not back under a curse, but you open the door. If you open the door, you can close the door. That's right. Amen. As Paul said in, in Ephesians 4, verse 27, neither give place to the devil. Right. So he can't take a place, but we can give him a place by cooperating with him. Right. Wrong thoughts is cooperating with, with him, with, right. the, with the enemy. So uh, the, the, the Spirit of God said to me, there's three primary ways that my people open the door to the devil. Number one, through the loss of peace. Uh-huh. Number two, through veering from the plan of God. Number three, through lack of gratitude. Yes. Yeah. Now, we, we'd like to spend time on each of those. We have in past episodes, but I want today to focus on the first one where he said loss of peace. Mm-hmm. He's talking about not that you, you lose your peace. Uh, the, the, the fruit of peace is in you because you're born again, the yes. Spirit of God. Yes. At, the, at the new birth, the, the nine fruits of the Spirit came in you, but it's our job to water those. Yes. It's yes. our job to tend to them so yes. that they grow yes. and start taking their place in our everyday life. Yes. And we give them place yes. in our everyday life. Yes. But uh, if, we, if we cooperate with wrong thinking, if we cooperate with what the enemy suggests to us, we'll step out of peace and we'll step into the wrong flow. Right. Yeah. So that's what the Spirit of God meant when He said they lose their peace. They, they, they forfeit their peace when they step out of the flow of peace. Right. Your peace is still there. You can step back in it, right. but you've got to get rid of what drew you out of it. Right. You've got to quit yielding to the wrong yeah. flow. Right. Yeah. And so the Spirit of God told us that we can lose our peace through worry, fear, doubt. Well, all of that is the flow of fear. Panic attacks, anxiety, all of these things, they're the outflows of fear. There are different ways that they may show up in the life of people. Worry is simply an outflow of fear. And so the word has something to say about worry. Whether you know it or not, or whether you realize it or not, worry is a sin. Now let's call it That way, because sometimes people treat worry as an option. It's not not an option, it's a sin. (laughs) Why is it a sin? Because the Word says, don't do it. And anything that the Word says not to do and we do, that's a sin. So we looked at the last episode, Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 6. The King James translation says, be careful for nothing. But I like what the Amplified, the wording of the Amplified, it says, do not fret or have any anxiety. I look at this, about anything. Uh-huh. What a big word, anything. Uh-huh. That would include, even, even when you've missed God, don't you worry about it. That's right. Don't you worry. That's right. yeah. Why Don't get into fear. Don't open the door to worry. Why? Because when you, need, when you miss God, you need the power of God to help restore yes. and put things back in place, right? Yes. Worry closes the door to the power of God. That's right. So don't worry because you close the door to the power of God when yes. you worry. Right. Not only that, you can't hear God very easily when you're in the flow of worry. Why? Because He's not, he's not heard in that flow.. He's heard in the flow of faith. Yes. Right. And so when you stay out of worry, you're staying in faith. Mm-hmm. And then you stay in the place where you can hear what God's saying to you. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Um, worry is meditation in the negative direction. Mm-hmm. Now understand that. It's meditating on something, but it's meditating on the wrong thing. Yes. Right. Right. Your mind and your body will break down under the flow of worry. Wow. Yeah. That's right. wow. That's Why? Because your body and your mind was not built to conduct worry. Right. It was not wired yeah. for worry. That's right. And it's corrosive. Worry is a corrosive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a corrosive flow. It will eat away at faith. It will eat away at a sound mind. It'll eat away at peace. It'll eat away at joy. And so, do not worry about anything. Amen. God wants to spare us the difficulties that comes from worry. So that's why he said, don't fret. Don't have any anxiety. Why? He's letting us know, I'm trying to spare you from what worry will do to your life. Years ago, I heard one doctor say, they made this statement, and there may be further studies that really change the numbers, but you you get the, the point, with this statement of what I'm trying to uh, what I'm trying to show. And he said 85% of all sickness and disease is from the neck up. Mm. Mm. What did he he meant? It starts from the neck up. What's he talking about? The head. Yes. The yeah. mind. Yes. It starts here when people uh, they get into worry, they get into fear, they get into doubt, they become anxious, they become uh, you know, panicked about something. And he said, and then what happens, it starts affecting the other parts of the body. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when he said 85%, 85%. So if we deal yeah. with the thought life, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we have, and, and we're skillful yeah. at keeping the thoughts of the word, holding those and answering right. opposition with the thoughts of the word. Mm-hmm. We've already closed the doors Is so. Most sickness and disease right there just can't get in because we're not letting in that flow which breaks down the mind and the body. Amen. Uh, like I said, anytime we worry, it's a sin. Judge yourself on that sin. Don't be soft on yourself. Well, I'm going through a lot. doesn't matter. Yes, <laughs> He says not to do it. Well, if we're not going to worry about our situation, if we're not going to worry about the circumstances that oppose us, what are we going to do about it? Well, 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7 tells us. Turn with me if you would. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7. This is the King James translation. I want to read to you first. He's writing and he said, casting all, look at that, casting all... Casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you. What's that mean? He'll take it over. He'll take it over. He'll handle it. I like what the Amplified says casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on Him. Why do we do that? For He cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. Yes. He's capable. Yes. <laughs> He's more than capable yes. to deal with what you can't fix. That's right. Amen. And you ought to be glad to have His capabilities, His abilities, His power fixing your situation that you can't fix. Amen. So, notice this casting the whole of your care. What's that mean? Get it out of your hands. Get it out of your hands. When you're worrying, that's a sign it's in your hands still. Worrying is saying, I'm going to try to fix this by figuring it out. You can't figure it out. That's why you're in that situation. (laughs) Right? Right. Casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries that means too, any worries about your body. Yes. You cannot even worry about your body yes, and receive of the flow of healing as you ought. Yeah. Good. Good. Because worry shuts, it closes the door to the power of God. When you have symptoms in your body, you need the power of God flowing. That's, right. That's why the devil offers you worries about your body yeah. because he knows if he can get you taking a worry about your body, it closes the door to the power of God. Yeah opens the door to that symptom to continue to work. Praise the Lord. We can't, can't even worry about your body. Can't worry about your body. Now I I want to, I want to tell you what it means. When it says, don't worry, let it go out of your thought life. Let it go. Do not turn it over. Do not touch it in your thought life. You say, Pastor Nancy, I, I, I don't know how to do that. You answer those thoughts with the word. Yes. And then you start praising God. And as you praise God, the anointing will come, come yeah. into... The anointing that's yeah. in you. The it's not that you're waiting for the anointing to come down from heaven. Yeah. There is an anointing that abides in every Christian. Yeah. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is in every believer. He dwells in every believer. When you start praising, the anointing that abides within you will start springing up. And it's the anointing that destroys the yoke. It will push back that opposition. And then you're dealing with those thoughts with the anointing and not just you're trying to outthink it That's right. with, the, with the mental arena. Yes. Amen. Let it go out of your thought life. Now, if you're going to let it go out of your, out of your thought life, it has to also leave your conversation. Yes. That's right. Because That's right. you can't let it go out of your thought life and still be talking about yes. it. Yes. Amen. Right. How somebody did you wrong, you're going to have to forgive them, let it go. Right. That means it's it's it leaves your, your conversations yes. too. Right. That means you're not going to sit at dinner table and hash and rehash. That's right. What happened? Yes. What I tell you, you have, that's part of a renewed mind is taking control of what you let come out of your mouth because you refuse to think on the wrong thing. Therefore, it can't get out your mouth. That's That's right. right. Amen. And can I tell you this? Sometimes people sit in church and they go, amen, that's right, Pastor, preach that. But it's a whole other thing when it comes in the reality of life, but you still have to be skillful when you feel the pressures of a test. Yes. Yeah, It's easy when you're not going through a test to say, yeah, that's good (laughs) preaching, Pastor (laughs) Nancy. But you have to still hold to that when when pressure comes Mm -hmm. to the mind. Mm -hmm. Amen. You have to hold to it. Amen. Uh, Let me give you an example. It's the best one that I have to give you that illustrates what it means to cast your care to him. Mm -hmm. Years ago, I was probably about, I don't know, eight or so, eight or seven, eight, nine, somewhere around in there. And a carnival came to our town years ago. And listen, that was big news in our town because (laughs) we didn't have a lot of recreation in our town except what we made. And uh, so this carnival came to town and the neighbors said to my mother, said, you know, we're gonna go to the carnival. Would it be okay if Nancy came with us? And mother said, sure, she can go. So mother said, hang on, I'll give you some money. And she came out and gave me a quarter. That lets you know how long ago that was, <laughs> right? She gave me a quarter. And, and and the thing is, I didn't think anything was wrong with that. You see, that's a, that even shows you. <laughs> So I wasn't really interested in the rides. I'm still not too big, in, too big on the rides. But I was interested in what I might find there, and I did find there, and it was called the jewelry booth. Can you tell I'm, interested in, I tell I'm interested in jewelry? I like that. And so I went to the jewelry booth with my quarter. And here I am, you know, I'm about eight years old, and I walk up, and there's the man behind the, behind the counter, and I put my quarter up there, and I said, what will this buy me? and he said honey that will buy you a necklace with a charm on it and i all right i want it and you know it was fine because he had this spool of chains sitting on the on the counter that you know it's fine gold when it's on a spool right <laughs> <laughs> and so he pulled off a length of that and he got a little charm and he put on it and i put that on man i love that any kind of jewelry i was all for it the only thing is the links were so tiny and they were so thin that, you know, when you're that age, to to work those clasps are, are a nuisance, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. And so you, I had a hard time getting it off and on, so I thought, I'm just going to leave it on. Yeah. So I slept in it, I took a bath in it, you know, everything, <laughs> I, everything, it just never came off. Well, you can imagine after uh, several weeks, those little tiny thin links, well, they were all knotted. Yes. And it looked bad, and I don't want my jewelry looking bad. And so I had gotten it off, and I was at home in the den one day, and I was trying to get those knots out. But my way of getting them out was jerk on them, just jerk it, you know. And so mother walked in, and I said, "Mom, can you get these knots out of this necklace?" And so she took a straight pin. And she took each knot little by little and she worked those small links loose. And she got, she got them all out. She was working on the very last one and I saw that one coming loose and I grabbed it back real quick. And I said, I can finish it, I can do it, I can fix it. Because see, I saw it almost done. She'd gotten it done and I thought, I can fix it. So I took it and I just started jerking on it. Put it right back into that knot. And mother just stood there looking at me, you know, with disgust on her face. <laughs> And she hands, she puts out her hand and she said, put it back in my hand and leave it there and I'll finish it. But if you're going to take it back, I can't finish it and I can't fix it. There you go. That's what Peter said. Put it in his hand, not just put it there, leave it there. Don't take it back when you see things getting better. When you feel the pressure go off and you think, I can fix it now and I'll take it. Nope. Until it's finished. Amen. Don't take it back. How many times the devil tries to get you to take it back? Right? How many times your own thinking Uh tries to get you to take it back? When the temptation to again think about it comes, just because sometimes it just looks like it's getting better. Right. And so you, you start touching into it a little bit. No, 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 no. You answer that temptation. Yes. No, no, no. Uh-huh. I'm not taking that thought. I'm going to leave that with God. Why are we leaving it with Him? It says because He cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. What's that mean? He knows. He sees and he'll fix it. And he will fix it in a way that you never even knew was possible. But you got to put it in his hand and leave it there. Worry is a sign you have taken it back into your hands. Thinking wrong is a sign that you're trying to fix it. And that's why you can't have any kind of uh, leniency toward yourself in that. Amen? Amen. What about if you wake up in the middle of the night and tries to come, and those thoughts try to trouble you again? You answer them. You say, "No, I've put that in His hands and He's working on it." Mm-hmm. I refuse to take that thought again. Fear. I refuse to be afraid. Satan. I refuse to worry. I refuse to be anxious about that. I'm talking about your kids, about your grandkids, about your finances, about your body, about your job, about your business, about your house, about your unpaid oh, insurance. That's right all of that, yes. all of it, all of it, yes. all of it. you are authorized to live worry-free for the yes. rest right. of your yes. life. Yes. Man, yes. He gives us the best life. Yes. God gives us the best life, yes. but He has to have our cooperation. Amen. Now, uh, let's go to Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 again. And I'm going to read out of the out of the King James. It says, "Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God." Now, notice he starts talking when it says, "Be careful for nothing." He's saying, "Don't worry about anything." Mm-hmm. That's what that means in our modern vernacular. Don't worry about anything. Then he says, let your requests be made known unto God. Notice, he didn't say, let your requests be made known unto God and don't worry about anything. No, that's not the order. He says, don't worry about anything and then let your requests be made known unto God. What's that mean? If you're going to pray worried prayers, there's no faith in that and you're not going to get the answer you thought you were going to get just no. because you prayed. That's right. Worry in the guise of prayer is still worry. Yeah. 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 Worry in the form of a prayer is still worry. Yeah. So Philippians 4, verse 6 tells us we're going to have to deal with that worry before we pray, mm-hmm. uh, before we make a request of God. Let's say if you've got, if you, if you need a... You need money for your house payment. You need money for something with your children for college. You need money for something. Before you pray and re- endeavor to release your faith about that, you're going to have to decide not to worry about it. Right. You to have to put it in His hands. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. This is why a lot of people's prayers aren't working because they're praying, but they're worried prayers. Right. They're worrying as they pray, and then when they're done praying about, it, they're still worrying. Well, then you never got it into His hands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So we see the order of Philippians 4, 6. We have to say, Father, I cast that care into your hands. I refuse to worry. Mm -hmm. You're working on it. And so now because you're working on it, I'm going to talk to you about this other need. You see, now your faith will work because you shut off that worry Mm -hmm. flow and you open the door to the power of God through faith. Mm -hmm. Amen. This is why before you worry, you're going to have to quit fretting. You're going to have to quit being anxious. That's, That's why some people's prayer lives don't work because they're really worried thoughts in the form of a prayer. Yeah. But just because you're talking to God doesn't mean that His power can meet you. He's got to have faith. Yes. Amen. Amen. And worry isn't faith. I said worry isn't faith. You can't be in worry and be in faith at the same time. Yeah. That's, right. That's right. <laughs> Uh the beginning of worry is the end of faith. Mm-hmm. But the beginning of faith is the end of worry. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes. One, or, one or the other, yes. the door's opened. Either the faith doors opened or the worry doors opened. Right. Right. Either the faith doors close or the worry doors closed, uh-huh. but not at the same time. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You say, Well, that's so hard to do. Listen, God wouldn't tell us to do it if we couldn't do it. And the thing is, we have the help of the Holy Ghost. He is our helper. Amen. We have the help of the Word. The Word will help us. I said the Word will help us. I want to pray for those of you who are watching right now. And you say, Pastor Nancy, I know that's what the Word says, but I've been entrenched in this ditch of worry for so long. And I'm having a hard time getting out. Well, I tell you what, I'll join my faith with you. Mm -hmm. I said, I'll join my faith with you. The word says one will put a thousand to flight, but two will put 10,000 to flight. What's that mean? Multiplied power. When one prays, you have a flow of power. When two pray, you have a multiplied flow of power. Right. Amen. And so I'm going to release my faith with you. Those of you who are watching today and you say, Pastor Nancy, I want to be free from worry. I don't want to live a life like this. I tell you what, God has authored a life of peace. He's authored a calm mind for you, a well-balanced, disciplined, controlled, sound mind for you. And I say, Satan, you take your hands off their mind in Jesus' name. I agree with them right now in prayer. They cast that care over on the Lord and I add my faith with them. That that care is cast into the Father's hands and the Father is taking care of it. Whether it's about over a family member, a loved one, a job, about their own body, about their finances, their business. No matter a marriage, a home, no matter what that concern which tries to trouble them may be, I join my faith with them, and I agree with them, and I say, Satan, you cannot trouble God's property. You take your hands off God's property. You be free in your mind, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, I tell you this. We've prayed and we've agreed together. Now, do your part, and it's a joyous part. What is that part? I'm done thinking about that. I'm done thinking about that. I'm done thinking about that. That's not my thought. My father's working on it. Now, see, that's the answer that every time, because see, if you've been entrenched in that, that has been bombarding your mind, that way of thinking with every wrong, troubling, uh, uh, unpeaceful thought, say, answer it. Say, no, my father's working on that right now. He's working on that. So I'm not even going to touch it in my thought life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've been teaching out of my book, A Sound Disciplined Mind. It'll be a blessing to you. We want you to get it. Go to DufresneMinistries.org and you can get your copy. And until next time, remember, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. Colossians tells us that Jesus spoiled, defeated, and stripped Satan in his total conquest and victory over him. The timeless truths in this book answer it, reveal how to answer every opposition, and the steps to take to exit times of testing. Order this book now at defrayministries.org. If you need prayer, please call our prayer line. We have trained ministers on staff who are ready to agree with you for your miracle. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at defrayministries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store.